0: This podcast is produced on the traditional territory of the Anishnabeg, Haudenosaunee, Wendat, Cree, and other Indigenous peoples. We are mindful of broken covenants and the need to reconcile with all our relations. Together may we care for this land and each other, drawing on the strength of our mutual history of nation-building through peace and friendship, being mindful of the ancestors and generations to come. Welcome to the Intersection Hub podcast, where we are making connections, fostering collaborations and building community through candid conversations. I'm your host, Kimberly McKenzie, and I'm so glad you found us. It's really important to start this episode by saying that my guest Heather Nelson and I are not experts in the complicated situation with respect to the Hockey Canada scandal and the allegations that the institution has a slush fund in place to compensate victims of the rampant culture of sexual assault among its players. We can't really speak to that, so please be sure to check the show notes if you are interested in the details. I've posted several articles for you. What we can speak to is that when this situation at Hockey Canada was reported by sports reporter Rick Westhead, the organization was asked to make some changes. They didn't do it. Consequently, their corporate partners started abandoning ship, falling like cards, and as Heather said, by their corporate partners' actions, they elevated the voices of their customers by withdrawing financial support to the organization. And every time another fleeing sponsor hit the news cycle, I thought to myself, what would Heather say? Heather is the founder and president at a boutique fundraising consultancy, BridgeRaise. Heather and her team help nonprofits raise more money from companies by prioritizing aligned values. Heather is a 20 plus year fundraiser, corporate partnership expert, mentor, teacher, tree person, and a dog and hockey mom. Heather is also a dear friend of mine and a trusted advisor at the intersection. There is so much that organizations can learn about the Hockey Canada scandal, and that is why I am very, very pleased to have someone who is an expert in the sponsorship arena into conversation. Heather, welcome to The Hub. I'm so happy to have you here, finally.
1: I know, it feels long overdue. We have so many rich conversations all the time that uh, I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Oh well, I'm I'm thrilled to have you. And just for our listeners to get used to you and your voice and how you sound, can you tell us a little bit about how you fell into the sector? Or did you fall? Uh, Was this uh, a plan? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I don't know if I really fell um maybe as much as some people fall. I think I have been in the nonprofit sector essentially my entire career. Uh and I mean, I guess my first sort of real I I use the word paid uh, loosely, but because it was an internship uh, was when I decided I really wanted to to travel and work. And I went uh, on an international um, internship and began working in in a nonprofit there and came back and stayed um, from that moment on. But I think, you know, coming out of my undergrad, my volunteer work in in school, was much more valuable to me and where I wanted to go than than the academic path. So I, I feel like I I did I was a bit intentional that that I really um, sought out the nonprofit sector mm-hmm. fundraising and corporate fundraising. Those pieces, you know, e- were were more of an evolution. Uh, but yeah, being a part of like social good and the sector that that makes that happen, um, yeah, it was it was a bit more was a bit intentional. I think. Yeah.
0: So we've known each other for a long time. And, uh, you know, that corporate isn't my thing. It's my least favorite channel. I work really hard not to have to do it. Or I did when I was fundraising. And uh, so I'm a little bit biased. And I know you have a different perspective. Obviously, you've turned it into a wonderful thriving business. Um yeah but every time on the news lately when i heard another sponsor pulling out of hockey canada it went through my mind i wonder what heather thinks i wonder what heather thinks so i'm so glad to have you here to ask you what the what <laughs> like what do you think of um what how corporations have responded to the hockey canada scandal
1: yeah, well thanks for asking. I mean <laughs> funny that it starts there. Yeah, there's the people who love corporate corporate fundraising and corporate partnerships uh, I think yeah are our, our group and we we see things from a different angle maybe and and it has been really, really interesting from my vantage point of someone who believes in the role that corporate um, partnership can pay, play, sorry, play in mm-hmm. um, our nonprofit sector to watch what's been happening and, and actually feel, um, you know, that this is an example of, of corporate partnership gone right. I think, you know, when um, the scandal began and companies said, hey, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not aligning with our values anymore. You're not keeping up your end of the, of the partnership. We're going to pause. And I really like that because it gave the organization a chance to do something about it. It wasn't like, Hey, we're, we're gone. It's, you know, solve, solve some things. Mm -hmm. And then when that didn't happen in a timely enough fashion, uh, and we weren't seeing, you know, as even as as you know, Canadians, we weren't seeing the change that we wanted to see. The companies ratcheted up their their pressure, and 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 rightfully so, right? We're partner, like we're sponsoring you. We're giving you money. We want the following things. We want to know what's going on. And so for me, uh, I like I think this is this is what we want. We want sponsors to not blindly be giving um, to to nonprofits, mm-hmm. but but also, we want you know we want there to be the appropriate negotiations as well. So anyway, I I think you know it was good to see um, the increased pressure, and then ultimately, I think um, their decisions to to be more aggressive about pulling out their funding is what triggered, I think, a, a decision. Um and change to, for how I can it change leadership that we were all you know kind of waiting for and and expecting. <laughs>
0: um I want to pause this just for a second because as you you as we started to dig into the conversation, I realized we're being very canadian centric, and mm-hmm. people all around the world listen to this uh podcast, so we should maybe uh, provide a little bit of context for what just happened. Can you summarize it uh, for us?
1: Um, well, I can summarize, you know, I can try. Um, yeah. Well, that, I asked you
0: to do it because it's too hard for me to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of complexity to the situation. Um, because I think, you know, the starting point uh, was uh, a recognition by, I believe, the Government of Canada. Um, brought forward by a particular news uh, outlet, and so I think we probably need to um, give credit to, to that individual whose name's not the tip of my tongue, right, um, yeah. who brought forward the story, right? That um, Hockey Canada had provided uh, a settlement uh, for uh, to some a, a victim of um, alleged sexual assault, uh, that then led to others. Uh, uh, the un- unraveling or the revealing of other similar situations having happened mm-hmm. um, in Hockey Canada, and that was like the starting point. Yeah. And and then you know, sort of the la- the onion started to be yeah. um un uh, like peeled back, and then there was then the revealing of a number of other um, issues of governance of of culture um, in Hockey Canada that uh you know we're unacceptable to the government to funders to 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 players to everybody and and thus we've you know we've sort of Mm -hmm. we've got here
0: and and the culture that the culture that it it's it's not uncommon that hockey players are accused of sexual assault and that hockey Canada allegedly has a fund in preparation set aside to um compensate victims for that so really bad (laughs) and and corporations yeah pretty bad and corporations responded in just a a flow of corporations pausing so Mm -hmm. in your article on LinkedIn on this issue you said something that shifted my perspective a little bit um because I have admitted my bias you you said, "I'm so grateful to corporations for elevating the values of their customers."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that has been shocking to me over the last you know few months, as as we've heard more and more about what you know Hockey Canada was doing, um, you know, it, it was clear that their decisions weren't aligning with me or with my family or with how, you know, we, you know, thought things were going. And yet, you know, the, the clamoring of people to see leadership change wasn't leading to leadership change over, over a number of months. And it wasn't until, you know, these sponsors started putting more and more financial pressure on, on the organization that, that, that the change that, that certainly I wanted to see, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for others, but I I feel like many people wanted to see happened, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I did quote a couple of the sponsors who said, you know, we talked to Hockey Canada about some of the things that we were hearing and we were expecting, mm-hmm. and it it wasn't happening, and so that's why you know we made the decision to to uh, pull back further, and to me that, you know, does speak to when when a corporate partnership or corporate sponsorship relationship is right, you know, the company and the, and the charity have similar values and are working towards a a purpose that is, you know, is good, good for for all of us, hopefully. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: and when that started to fall apart, then it made sense to me that the companies were like, okay, well, then this, you know, this isn't working
0: anymore. For smaller organizations uh, who want to work with, with corporate partners, th- those kinds of caveats are built into a partnership agreement, one's assuming, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, what kinds of caveats? Sorry, like when they would like, withdraw?
0: Yeah, like it, we have an agreement between us that we share these values, and if your organization starts to drift, Uh, or no longer espouses these values that we've agreed to, then funding will stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, agreements look different between different organizations, but certainly in the vast majority of cases, um, Mm -hmm. there is like, yeah, there's clear termination clause, there's clear expectations about what's supposed to happen. Um, and certainly, you know, for smaller organizations, those can be, you know, much more simple um, because the complexity of the partnership is different. When we're talking about, you know, these partnerships, we're talking about, you know, equipment and logos on things, and you know, and tournaments being paid for that people are coming from all over the world to play in. So, you know, the, the complexity of those arrangements are are reflective of the complexity of that partnership. That doesn't mean that at a, at the most um, you know the most basic level if you're a small organization and you're partnering with a local business there should be a sense of 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 why like we both want this to happen
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we're giving money and and you know it it depending on the situation it may not be directly tied to activities it might be tied to the mission of the organization uh but there is an expectation that whether it's a, a company or a person that there is governance in place at those organizations. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the things that's bigger than, and and when I think about, you know, what what do I want to kind of the good to come out of this? Yeah. Uh, I do hope that we we in the nonprofit sector learn more than oh, you know, that hockey, the sexual assault situation, that was so egregious. Of course, we don't have anything like that at our organization. Mm -hmm. And that's not good enough. Like, we need, you know, everybody to be saying, is our governance good enough? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I think is coming out of this is that this is an opportunity to make um, amateur sport more inclusive. Uh, You know, that, that message has come from a few sponsors, you know, that, this was something that they they wanted to start to see and you know with we we want to see that at other organizations so how are how is how is governance supporting increased inclusivity at all of our nonprofits and all of our organizations so i mean i think there there is this p- potential temptation to say this is such a big big thing and such a you know terrible egregious situation right this could never the, the lessons from this do not apply to to me, the smaller organization, but that there are lessons in this for all of us. And I think it would be a you know, it would be disappointing to me for us not all to learn a little bit from this situation. And things like having the right agreements in place with your corporate partners, having transparent values and be make sure that your organization is meeting those values. Um, these are things that you know. Are good for the sector. We need more of this in the mm-hmm. sector as a
0: whole. I think mm-hmm. it also. What comes to mind for me is the 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 rigor w- within the board to ask themselves to really understand the financial statements of the organization and to really ask themselves: Is this right? Is it right? For us to hold this money in the event that the the expectation that these things are going to happen, or should we maybe prevent those things from happening (laughs) by changing the culture, or both, or both, both.
1: like you know, is it in and of itself a bad thing that there was money put aside and and my understanding and I don't know the detail that it wasn't just for sexual assaults for for any you know it could be for a a player having a you know terrible injury that was not fully covered by insurance like like, I think there are you know different uses of the money that weren't just right um, sort of narrow so you know is it good governance as a board to have a a fund for 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 things that might have to you know maybe yeah maybe yes like I'm not willing to say at this stage that that having some sort of fund like that is entirely a bad thing Mm -hmm. the lack of transparency about when it's used the Mm -hmm. you know the the like hiding of of things like to me that's more the issue that these decisions were being made by a very small number of people Mm -hmm. in confidentially without any transparency to you know to enough people (laughs) so that so to me that's more the question it may be that you know that athletic associations or other associations where there might be the need to support a victim I mean do we really want a situation where the victim couldn't be supported you know I don't
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um that doesn't mean that i don't think that there are things that can be done to to um reduce the number of times these sorts of situations happen right obviously right. i don't want that right. to happen uh but i do think this might be a an and situation um, mm-hmm. and transparency i think is something that um i think not just in in this hockey canada situation but we're seeing a lot of different situations in our, our world right now where transparency is an increased expectation i think mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. and when it's when it's not in place we are seeing things occur that that are terrible
0: <laughs> so okay. you know that- so we'll we'll put in the show notes because you raise a very good point we're speculating on the details of what happened inside yeah. of hockey canada for sure um, and we'll we'll put a link to some more credible, <laughs> knowledgeable yeah. articles in our show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. what we do know is the relationship or what you know is the relationship between corporations and charities. And I guess something that occurs to me, i mean i I agree with you. I l- think we should say thank you to the partners and the corporate sponsors for using their power and influence and their bank account to influence positive change that needed to occur. And I'm also mindful of when, what is that balance? You know, I, I guess what I'm stumbling around saying, Heather, is when does the tail wag the dog? And I know you wouldn't see it as a tail and a dog situation, but when do funders yeah. uh, leverage their financial support to influence decisions of, the, of an organization? Is there a tricky point there?
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there there are tricky points. I think when the um, organization knows its mission, knows its values, and has good governance in place, um, you know, has guidelines about how it works with companies. And, like, this is something we work with um, nonprofit charities all about all the time, right? Like, get your mm-hmm. guidelines in place. Figure out what what companies can fund and can't fund, what they can get what they cannot get like Mm -hmm. you know if you have that clear at your Mm -hmm. organization and the agreement is clear then it is it is it's fairly straightforward to keep the company in their lane Mm -hmm. uh you know in this case i do think in some ways they have overstepped well, no, they haven't overstepped. They had like they they had to do something because it wasn't happening. And that's why I, I you know, started with I like that they gave pa- the pause right. first because right. that gave they they then signaled to the the organization. Look. You know, we don't feel that that we're aligning anymore on what we all agreed to. You have, you, you know, fix it. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't, they used their their financial pressure, which, which is their their they're right you know like they're not they actually by stepping away said you're not changing you know if you're going to keep on doing this
0: Mm -hmm. then we're
1: not on side with you Mm -hmm. I I mean in a in a weird way they aren't wagging that you know they weren't influenced for too long they weren't influencing the change at all right like it was clear earlier that they wanted that to happen so i mean i think this is a a pretty special situation in that we don't very often get to the point where you know that this is the level of you know public pressure and and corporate pressure that's required to make like change that that most of us would think is very reasonable to to expect of of an organization like this um and i i think it's more often uh, the case actually that that the companies support uh, what the organization wants to be doing and and thinks is mm-hmm. best like you know another you know sort of another best practice actually is you know if the company and the organization are have agreed on the purpose then to let the the, the charity or nonprofit you know do their work and and you know, support it and hear about it and and celebrate it with them but not overly influence it is exactly what we want Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: what i see most of the time right you know vast vast majority of the time
0: so this is an exceptional situation where i mean the sponsors were falling like cards it was just every time i turned on the news somebody else was pulling away so um yeah
1: yeah it's i mean it's an exceptional situation in all the ways right like you know uh even in you know your worst case scenario nobody was thinking this is what was going on i i don't think i think people you know some people may have known different things but you know the magnitude of 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 some of the terrible things that have happened um yeah I mean, I certainly so, could this, not have imagined it.
0: This, this resonates with you on a whole other level as well, because you are a hockey mom. You spend a lot of time in the hockey rink with your son. Yeah. yeah. And um, how do you think, you know, what can parents do to positively influence the culture and protect their sons from what sounds really dysfunctional?
1: know i mean i'm not i'm neither a parenting expert nor a culture expert so (laughs) i can only speak to like you know i'm a parent that's Mm -hmm. you know sort of doing my best i will say you know i am in a fortunate situation that i that co-parent so um in my case um you know my my, there's two of us (laughs) on the case uh and and that's you know that's uh, you know privilege that that my child has and for me uh, in our situation uh, it's about conversations that we have and i will say that the richness of conversations over the last number of months has ratcheted up to a different level because mm-hmm. of what um, ha- what has happened i will also say that my you know my my son has been an amateur athlete in other sports and i you know while i do disagree that that hockey canada ha- has been a scapegoat i mean that that statement, um, I don't feel as accurate. They've got the scrutiny that they well deserve. I do think that this is a, a an issue um, that is wider than any single sport, and you know the importance of of creating a more inclusive um, culture in sport and continuing to work on you know the positives of sport, which have been huge for my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and educate and put in systems to mitigate against the, the potential bad or negative things um, is something that that I want to see. And, you know, while I can't speak for other parents, I, you know, I think that there's an opportunity for us to continue to, you know, expect our, our athletic associations to do more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's why I don't want all the sponsors to leave because, you know, uh, a poverty struck, you yeah. know, athletic amateur athletic system is not going to um, give more education. I mean, right now, you know, parents get education on a number of different things as do the, the athletes themselves. Like there is a lot of opportunity for there to be more education, more training, more, you know, things from experts in these, these areas, that, which I am not. And um, so we need, we need there to be support for that to, to take place. And I, like, I think that's, you know, for those of us who are involved in it, that's the evolution we want to see is, mm-hmm. is you know, that kind of grassroots um, shift in, mm-hmm. to, towards more education, more inclusivity, more, uh, more, not, <laughs>
0: You know, not
1: not less. Yeah. Well, I
0: think you're more of an expert than you're giving yourself credit for, particularly when it comes to relationships with corporations and charities. Um, what do you think the opportunities are here in this moment for the charitable sector?
1: Yeah, well, I talked about a few things. And I think, uh, you know, the themes are 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 clear around transparency. I mean, I think that you know i've heard a number of organizations um step up and say they they feel that they would be a good future partner for these um companies that may be seeking new partners and to that i say you very well maybe make sure that you do in fact have your governance in order that you do have an inclusive culture and if not a pathway where you're seriously you know, taking steps towards a more inclusive culture at your organization and with your constituencies. And, and you know, be careful about be, being too sure that everything is perfect at your organization and really look inside first. I, I think that that's gonna be very important for, for all of us. Make sure our governance is in order, make sure we're prepared to be transparent, make sure that we have inclusivity. And then if that is true, then you may be in a good position you may or may not be you may be in a good position to be part of the future funders of these companies. And that's when you start thinking about, well, now do, do we know our values? Do they align with these companies? Mm-hmm. Is there a good fit? You know, these other things, because just because we're, we are doing good work that doesn't necessarily mean that these organizations are the right fit for you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want good, sustainable corporate partnerships to emerge. Uh, and that requires, you know, some fitting together of the various pieces. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, that's what I, you know, take away from this, that, you know, there is a real opportunity for, for all of us to make sure we're, we're doing the right things and have the right things in place at our organizations. And then, yeah, then, you know, then by all means, let's build some more, you know, more partnerships that, that meet, uh, meet our goals
0: yeah 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 The uh the the other piece of it is holding each other accountable and that's that's really what what has happened here isn't it that in corporate relationships um they can there can be a, a built-in accountability
1: yeah there can be and, and and you know i think that's where you know we want to have rich conversations. Like there is there is times when you know companies may have helpful information to contribute to the conversation, uh just like all kinds of other people. And I think when we're not listening mm-hmm. inside our not when our, inside our organizations, when we're not listening to others, mm-hmm. of which one group may be your corporate sponsors, but there is a variety of groups that you you need to be listening to um if you if you get too insular and you're not listening then things go poorly I mean usually not this this usually not this poorly thankfully but but poorly and so yeah I think there's a bit of there's some there's a variety of actions that if people are listening in the nonprofit sector that they could take away from this um you know really terrible terrible event
0: So if we were to end this conversation now, what would be left unsaid?
1: You know, I I don't know. For me, you know, I'm still an optimistic person. So I I hope to see, um, you know, a really exceptional board be struck by Hockey Canada. I look forward to see the changes that they make influence amateur sport Mm -hmm. widely in our country. Um, You know, I want to watch amateur athletes be successful and enjoy it and not have, you know, a a remaining cloud around it. So we need to get to a new place in order for that to be true. And, um, you know, I, I believe that can happen.
0: Well, I agree with you that um, this is an opportunity to forge a new relationship with the partners and with the organization and with the board and for kids all across our country. And uh, there's nothing like watching your child learn through playing sport and grow and develop into kind, mature, capable, healthy humans. So that's what sport does. That's it, that's why I show up at the arena, right? Yeah, which you're headed to this afternoon.
1: Yeah, of course. It's it's, it's, it's hockey season in Canada.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed welcoming Heather into the Hub. If you have questions about your corporate fundraising, please don't hesitate to get in touch with her and her team. You can find links in the show notes. And please, please, please remember to like, subscribe, review, and share this podcast so that we can invite more people into the conversation. Let's keep building community and connection through Candid Conversations. See you next time.